Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code STEVE, S-T-E-V-E. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. Uh, don't forget to type in the word Steve and save uh, big money on your btosports.com order. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, this is a guy on the line, one of the one of the friendlier guys uh, in the pits for years and um, definitely uh, a good friend of mine, a fellow Canadian, and uh, a guy that's done a lot in the sport. And his story kind of reminds me of myself a little bit in the fact of some early struggles. Um, what's going on, rookie? How are you? Ah, doing good, Steve. Doing good. Do you, good to catch up with my uh, my fellow Prairie Dog, and uh, yeah, yeah, just 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 going along, doing the things, living the dream, still working in the industry, and uh, yeah, things are life's good. Do you think more people will just know you by rookie, or should I say your real name? Yeah, don't use my real name. Got to keep the, the innocent protected here. <laughs> the innocent, yeah, that's it. No, uh, honestly, I, I, a lot of people still don't know my real name, I so know. rookie's probably the best way to go. Yeah, it's crazy, Darren Sorensen. Everybody. So. Oh, gee, you just ruined it for I me. Can't, oh, well. That's going to be the official title will be your real name, and then I'll put your right. nickname in the in the byline. But you're right, man. More people I, I people don't even know your real name for years. No doubt about it. Yeah, my parents call me Rookie. Like My, my, <laughs> uh, my fiancé calls me Rookie. Everybody calls me Rookie, yeah. so it's, it's, it's okay. Well, hey, man, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. And um, we'll get to your, your, your story here in a little bit, but basically what, what's going on in Rookie's life nowadays? What's, what's happening with you? Well, there's, there's a laundry list. We got a uh, – okay, I'm at KTM, like my, my real job, I'm, uh, I'm a mechanic for the media and marketing department. So, you know, the magazine bikes that come and go, I got to I got to prep those things or we know how magazine guys can be crashing stuff, blowing <laughs> stuff up. I got to fix it. And then uh I go to do, you know, if, if there's a shootout or whatever, I go and help out and I do do everything. So mm-hmm. it's the street stuff and the off-road stuff. And then I also help out with the, the demo rides and stuff. I'm a mechanic for the demo rides and stuff like that and get mm-hmm. to travel around a little bit. So uh that, but that's the the most of what I do for KTM. And then I guess on the side, I, I, I'm going to plug myself and let everybody know I started a little bicycle company called Right Rookie Bikes. And I do mountain bike and road bike, carbon fiber. Oh, I didn't even know that. Huh. Oh, yeah. It's, it's kind of on the DL because I'm starting out pretty small. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to quit my quit my day job. But I'm just trying to start something, see yeah. what happens a few years down the road. You got a website? No, no. That's, yeah, that's Working that on that? small. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, so you've been a guy that, uh, you know, you're a mechanic for Chad Reed. And won a Supercross title, and then the suspension for KTM and all that. This new gig is about as low key as you can get. Do you like it? Now, how's that going? Yeah, for sure, it's low key. Like the the racing thing, like I never really realized. Like you work seven days a week <laughs> for yeah. thirty weeks, you know, the, during the whole series. Like, and then you get about two weeks off, 
and then you pretty much get straight back to it for racing. Like, it's a tough life. Right. And with this, like, I'm in better shape than I've ever been. I got a life. Like, I actually met a girl. A lot of people thought I might have been gay because yeah. they never seen me with a girl. Yep, I agree. So yep. I want to I crush that rumor like a, right. like a cockroach just to get that out of the way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, I got a nor- kind of a normal life now. Like, I travel a little bit, mm-hmm. which is cool, but... But it's it's nine to five and it's low pressure and right. working with mellow people and it's cool. I right. like it. I, I miss the racing. Like I really miss the racing and all of my friends and family that I that I had from mm-hmm. racing. But yep. yeah, got to roll with it. Uh, how's Moen? Grouchy as ever. Tom Moen. Oh, yeah. I don't. Know. I don't think he likes me. Yeah. No, he doesn't like too many people. <laughs> no, he's cool as hell. He's funny, but. Yeah, he, he's Tom Mullen. Like he just—he's always ricocheting around. One minute he's there, the next he's not. He uh, I always bug him that he gets to ride too much, you know. But I don't think he gets to ride as much as I. Next time you're in the sh- next time you're in the shop, just remind him who the uh, you know he was a mechanic for Mike Fisher, for Cliff Palmer, for uh, all these guys for years at KTM. Lance Smale. Just remind him who the first mechanic was to ever be there when KTM won their first ever race uh, in AMA what? racing. This just remind what? him of that—that that it was me. High point. Yeah, I was going to say, right. you might as well name some names to get some notoriety. Um, yeah, just remind him, just to make sure he knows that I have something on him. I'm sure he'll be uh, very happy. <laughs> he'll be tickled. Hey, uh, they, they honored, we just did our dealer show up in Sacramento. Yep. And they honored uh, Kelly Smith up there. I heard. And I don't think you, I don't remember him plugging you, though. I must have, my invite must be lost in the, must have been lost in the mail. Because uh, it's weird, I haven't changed addresses for a long time. But funny, they wouldn't uh, want to recognize the technician that brought that home. But yeah, but you being a mechanic know as well as I do. We're just dirtbag mechanics. We didn't. Yeah. It's all the rider. It always is, isn't it? Hey, you know what's funny is listening to you talk about the low pressure and the low key and how you got a life and you're mountain biking and you got a chick and all this just makes me laugh because I believe I had this conversation with you when you were deep in the world with Chad Reed at Yamaha. You know, we worked together for three years at Yamaha. I believe we had this conversation at Yamaha where I was like, rookie. You gotta relax. You gotta step back. Yeah, yeah. No, well, it, you know everything. There's a time for everything, I guess. Yeah. But I was digging it. Like it was fun. We were winning, and I like I really enjoyed working with Chad. And it, it was just cool. Like I was, I was striving. I wanted, you know, as a mechanic, I wanted to win. And that's the whole, the whole yeah. reason it all started. You know, we we all started out riding and racing. Yeah. So then when I started being a mechanic, I wanted to work for a rider that won. You know, and and I was doing that. So I was. Um, living on adrenaline like it was just it was cool i didn't care how much work it was i didn't care about my my personal life i just wanted to win races but now yeah, you looking were, back you know glad to do that yeah but yeah you were you were to, a little i thought you were a little much and and you know i worked side by yeah. side with you for many years and i was like this guy this guy's got <laughs> this guy's gotta relax he's gotta just relax <laughs> a yeah, little bit yeah. a little bit not <laughs> anyways um Hey, uh, hey, I, I, hey, no, no, what? hang on, hang on. Yeah. I'm going to interrupt you. I want to I want to make sure that everybody knows that when you and me got to work together, Gothic J and James Troutman, Corey Hunter, Bob Oliver, that was the dream team. That was probably the uh, most yeah. fun I've, I've had working with a team. Like, we all got along so good. We went through all the ups and downs of, right. of some, a lot of races. That was a good time. N- not very often are the words Steve Mathis and dream team put together by anybody but me. Uh, in re- <laughs> referring to myself and Kelly Smith or myself and Tim Ferry, but that's nice of you oh, to yeah. say that. Yeah, it was fun. Good times. Um, yeah. Um, talk about uh, – you're working with KTM now, and talk about an OEM that is uh, coming on right now. You know, you guys got that new 450. 
that Dunge is winning, destroying the outdoors on, and he came up with a 350 that was a good bike. Didn't work at the pro level, but a great bike. The 250F is redone. KTM has got it going on these days. Yeah, it's it's cool. And the one thing that I would compare, like compared to like working for Yamaha to KTM, is like at, at Yamaha, there's a lot of people you didn't know, you never seen, and you know, it, right. it was like a cor- big corporate environment. At KTM, I go mountain biking with the president of the company once a week. We everybody rides. Like everybody's an enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Every single person, whether it's like even, like the girls there, they ride. Everybody rides, and I, I think that it, it's just that passion kind of trickles down, like. It's not all about sales, you know. They just want to build a good bike, and they want everybody to have fun. And I think that's starting to starting to catch on here in the yeah. U.S. Yeah, some some cool things happening with KTM, no doubt about it. And uh, yeah. from what I hear, is talking to some big riders for next year, even and Ken Roxon, you know, going to be the future of the sport. And um, yeah, good things for KTM. Um, yeah. Hey, how cool is it? I was talking to Kenny the other day. How cool is it? Like, you know how a lot of times the American people, it, it's hard for them to accept. A European, you know, and and a cheer for a European rider right. or whatever, and and he seems to he's got a pretty good fan base already. Like people just dig the way he rides and his attitude stuff. I think that's cool. I agree. Yeah, I don't know if you're a Twitter guy, but if you follow him on Twitter, he's 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 super funny and and outgoing, and the guy's English is great, and he's just uh, he's a really nice kid. He's 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 uh, definitely the exception to the rule. Most kids uh, that have been brought up like him are a little sheltered, a little uh, let's say not so eloquent in their words and he just, yeah, he just yeah. breaks the mold he's just he's outgoing hilarious and um yeah no doubt about it he's been accepted i think for sure yeah yeah that's pretty cool um, he, he deserves it he deserves it yeah no doubt about it so so really the mechanical work you're doing i mean are you spitting motors ever probably not right oh buddy come on I, i'd be i'd be a grumpy gus if i didn't get to split some engines no i do everything from Freaking eighty-five motors to three fifties, or yeah. or I've done superbike engines like RC eight and stuff. I get to do all that stuff. I'm just thinking. I'm the guy. The, the nice thing, I don't want to toot my own horn, but boop boop. Uh, I'm the one guy in the shop that I get to do everything on the bike. Like right. I do suspension, I do engine, I do chassis, do whatever. Right. And like for the race team, you know, they got a guy that does the engines. They got a guy yeah. that does the, the suspension, and they got the mechanic that does the chassis or whatever. So I'm pumped to get to still do that and and be involved with that and learn like you know i get to do all the mapping and stuff i, I get to learn a lot because we work with r&d you work with everything that, that comes down the pipe like oh if they say oh hey we got a new an update to this or let's try this engine map or okay. hey look out for this on this whatever you know right. it's, it's cool i get to hear See, about it and learn about it I, I assume that because i thought nah, magazine guys they don't you know i mean they ride a bike for six months never touch it you know what i mean like you know how much time is uh, jody putting on the uh, the ktm you know you know what i mean that's why i assume that but yeah if you got r&d ties to it even better right you're learning now yeah, hey, I, I don't want to name any names, but I've seen a magazine guy bring back a, a blown up 252 stroke, and he and the, you know how the KTM filter—it's not perfectly round or square yeah, or anything like yeah. that. He had it in there sideways, and she was sucking dirt. It, it was uh, probably sucking more dirt than was coming off the rear tire roost. Goddamn MXA guys! It was, no, it wasn't MXA. Goddamn trans. Wasn't MXA. Goddamn trans world guys. <laughs> Kiefer, I know it's Kiefer. <laughs> no, I know it's Kiefer. I, I'm not naming any names, but but it was just funny. I'm like these dudes. I know this ain't their first rodeo. Right, right, yeah. What the hell are they thinking? Like, yeah. did, did this guy just did he party all night and then just get out of bed and try to plug right. a filter in sideways into his bike right. and then go? What's he thinking? I don't know, man. Um, but but that's, that'll happen. Let's uh, let's get a time machine. Let's go way back, way back to uh, 1990. Well, let's go back to to growing up in Canada. You're from Saskatchewan. 
which is the next province over from where I'm from, from Manitoba. And funny, funnily enough, uh, I know I grew up racing against your brother in Saskatchewan, and you're older, so I think were you maybe gone by? Uh, what were you doing? Like, why didn't I remember racing against you in like '91, '92, '93? Were you still around, or? Well, oh, '91, '92, '93. Yeah, right about then. I'd love to tell you that I was a, a badass dude, mm-hmm. but my brother was always faster than me. So yeah. right about then, I was getting, you know, kind of. Trying to oh no ninety one ninety two I I lived in, I did a bootleg run to California and okay. lived down here for six months uh-huh. and uh, that's kind of what set the groundwork for me to come down and get a job as a mechanic but I lived in Santa Maria like Central Coast and uh, nice just kind of kind of wung it did did a little bit of a uh, hobo stuff floating around and then then went home and just I don't know I, I didn't have any money like that that was right. point. I was kind of in my early twenties or whatever and. Uh, you know, I wanted to be a mechanic. I knew I wasn't going to make it as a racer. Yeah. So I was just kind of working, and I was into mountain bikes a little bit then and stuff too. But wasn't racing so much. And and then I heard you were like a almost, you know, up and coming, almost going to be factory Canadian factory rider <laughs> yeah. or something at that point. Yeah, I that's know that it. Was... Yeah, that's it. Um, uh, no, but I did spend a lot of time racing in Saskatchewan, which you know, of course, is the only province in Canada that is worse than Manitoba. So congratulations well, on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do we, are we going to go there, really, buddy? I don't. Do I, don't think, I don't think people. Do you care, honestly but... think that Saskatchewan is any different than Manitoba? It is worse. It's worse. No, it's we're worse. Both from, we're from hell on earth. Uh, yeah, but Winnipeg's a bigger city than any city that you guys have, and uh, it's not quite like a farm community like you guys are. It's a little more hipster, a little more, you know, cool. Not much. I'm not claiming much, but a little oh, okay. bit. And uh, <laughs> anyways, hey, you got you got the Jets. You got the Jets. Yeah, suck on that. We got the Jets back. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but so you you just wanted to be a mechanic. You just like did did you do any Canadian like did the, when the Canadian Nationals came? Did you try to do any of that, or did you just want to be down in California as a mechanic? Is that sort of just where the dream was? Yeah, it it all started like I was I wrenched for my brother, and he did like a couple of amateur Canadian Nationals and stuff like that, but uh-huh. nothing nothing big. Yep. And I never really ever hooked up with a rider who who could have done diddly squat in Canada because huh. I was from Regina and there's not diddly squat really. Or, well, it's it's a cool town now. I think it's better, but back then there was nothing. Right. So so then yeah, I just knew I was like you know if this is gonna go anywhere, gotta head for SoCal. Yeah, and, and so how did you start with working for Chaparral? Uh, the 1996 team that had uh, a Suzuki, a Yamaha, a Honda. Uh, how did you get that gig living in Saskatchewan? All right. Well, basically, I just I said, all right, I'm going to take a run at this. So I, I had a good friend. Steve Smith is his name. He's a mechanic. He's a technician at Husqvarna now, but he's been all over the map, too. Mm-hmm. Sarge, a lot of people know him as. He's a badass dude. Um, he's been my friend for like 20 years now, and he... He just kind of said, "Hey, if you're ever coming down here or whatever, you can you can stay with me and my family for a little while or whatever you need." How'd you so meet said, him? Right, How'd you we... meet him though? What? Where'd you meet him? Huh? I met him at MMI in Phoenix. Ah, he was okay. my so roommate. You went to MMI, so you left that part out. You got to tell this part. You went to MMI well, to be a mechanic. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people scoff at that, so you know I was a little <laughs> nervous to, to throw that out there. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think people scoff at it. I don't know. I, I I do know I get emails all the time saying, hey, if I go to MMI, will I be a factory mechanic? And I'm like, no. It doesn't mean any <laughs> – like, you know, it's great, but it doesn't mean you're guaranteed. You know, it's not like – it's not like yeah. Team Honda goes to MMI and takes the first 10 top techs and puts them on the factory team, you know. 
But anyways, so okay, yeah. so you met him at MMI, and then that's yep. that's where the friendship started. And then he said you can stay with him whenever you want. Yeah. So so I said, all right, I'm going to take a run at this. So I I went went to California, and I, I guess long story short, like I've met another big. Big name I want to throw out there that helped me get my foot into the industry is uh, Brian Barry. He used to be John Dowd's mechanic back yeah, in the day. Yeah, muffin. Yep. Big muff dog. Yeah, yeah. So, so I was buddies with him already just from meeting him at the Millville National and hanging out and stuff. And I come down to California and I was just, just kind of doing the hobo thing again, chasing the dream. And he called me up and said, "Hey, I uh, there's a position open at Chaparral. Um, Larry Brooks is mechanic." Something happened or whatever, so they need a guy, and it was last minute, like the last minute. So they said, you, you know, go down there, talk to Larry, and if you want it. So I went down there, talked to Larry, and you know, I don't know, he probably didn't have any other options. So he said, here you go. <laughs> when, what, and, when, uh, what was this during the year, right before Anaheim, or what? Yeah, no, this is well. First race of the year was Orlando, Florida. Orlando, okay, yeah. Back then, this is like so. This is like December '95. Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, then, uh, yeah. So went ran in. Built his bike, had you know, like jumped in the truck and pinned it over to Florida. It all—that's where it all started. Really? You just drew. You and, just... Hey, and then Orlando, Florida, is where I got the nickname Rookie. The very first Supercross I worked at. <laughs> just because you were screwing things up. Oh yeah, that was the one guy. Is like, oh, that's a rookie mistake. That's it for this weekend. We, we're calling you the rookie. And uh, yeah, whatever. Fifteen years later, or whatever, I still can't <laughs> shake it. Um, and so wow, that's so that was pretty cool. I, 96 so I, that's I started later that year for the PJ1 team. That's kind of funny that um yeah we yeah we yeah. both kind of started around the same time. And uh did you work for Brooks? Yep, yeah, Larry was my rider. Yeah, and th- the big salary was probably what 2 or 300 bucks a week? Yeah, about 300 bucks a week and uh but dude, no expenses paid. Hey, that's and you guys were traveling in a truck and trailer. Um yeah, yeah. But uh, but if you were coming from Saskatchewan to get it, yep. that's a pretty good job right off the bat. I mean, looking at it now, of course, we laugh, but you yep. know, you that wasn't bad. No, 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 it, it was spectacular. I was, I, <laughs> like, was I skipped the whole first step of working with a privateer to it. I was in a satellite team, and, yeah. and we were pretty legit. Like, we had a big budget, right? And we had good riders and stuff. So, so that for sure was a, a good thing from there. Uh, and Brooks hurt himself some at some point, yeah. right? Um, Daytona, yeah. Shattered his elbow or something at Daytona. Okay, so what'd you do after that? Uh, well, I got clipped at the start of Outdoor Series. So, so then I got. That's when I went to the. I, I did everything backwards. So then I work, went to work for this kid, what, um, Chad Crest from Pennsylvania. You're, you're smoothing over why you got clipped. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, you don't? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. I got fired for riding the bike. Right. Okay, so set that it, set that up because I got a funny story about the next year. So you go to Brooks and Brooks at Brooks is a friend of mine, but he's not easy to work for. Uh especially right. not right out of Canada. I can I can attest to that. I was in those shoes in 99. Um right. he's a little intimidating, can be a dick. Um but anyway, so you're Deegan and Brandis and Schnell and yep. uh and so you guys go to Chad Watts' house in North Carolina. Yep. And t- take it from there. Okay, well, and we're chilling, and I'm like, well, this guy isn't racing for a while. He doesn't, it's no big deal. He don't need his bike. I can prep this thing 12 times again before he comes back. Uh-huh. So we went riding. <laughs> Everybody, all the mechanics, right? Like, like literally. And, and you know who got in trouble? Who? F-O-R. <laughs> can I say that on this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck old rookie. Yeah. So, so I got in trouble. I got shit canned. No, actually, me and another guy, he's a good guy, too. 
uh, Steve Edwards. He was Tiki's mechanic at the time. So how did word get back to Brooks that you guys were riding the bikes? I wonder who. Yeah, well, who Corey Keeney. Remember that guy's name? Oh, uh, yeah, because that was the guy I worked for later that year. That's right, because he was pissed because yeah. the bike was better. Yeah, he was pissed. And then he told Varner, and then Varner told Brooksy, I guess, or something. It's, yeah. You can't. And then that was, this was before the internet and Twitter and all that <laughs> stuff. We still got busted within a matter of about minutes. Right. And you guys, uh, so you swapped bikes and you rode each other's bikes, and Brooks said, yep. that's it. You're fired. You and Edwards fired. Well, he, he, yeah, he told me. He's like, you, you got the option. You can either quit or be fired. And I told him I was pissed. I was a proud Canadian kid. I said, I don't ever quit. So he said, all right, you're fired. <laughs> that didn't help me none. Well, uh, went. well here's the funny, funny story to that. So smash cut yep. to 97. I'm working the, the year after. I'm working for yep. Birdwell, Cowie Privateer. Uh, yep. Chaparral, every We all go to Chad Watts' house again in North Carolina. He's working for RC. And once again, everybody knows that you got fired and, and Edwards got fired. Once again... We all bust out the bikes, and we all moto down on each other's bikes. Um, yep. I, I don't think we rode Ricky's KX, but uh, the Chaparral guys were there. It was Dean Gibson and Paggio with Phil Lawrence and Button's yep. bike, and then I had Birdwell's bike, and then I think we had a pro circuit bike, somebody's pro circuit bike, maybe Casey Johnson, and we all had that little grass track going on on the side of the hill, and probably the same track you rode, and we all rode the bikes, and then uh, I was laughing because I'm like, I'm not going to get fired like that other sack like that other sap that got fired the year before. And I don't think anybody that ever knew shit. about it. I don't think anybody ever found out about it. Nobody knew about it. But I knew that some guy had gotten fired the year before for doing exactly what we were doing. So, yeah. just to that, See, that that just pisses me off. That brings back some, some hard feelings. <laughs> right. So what'd you do? No. So, yeah, so that was it. You got canned. Probably yeah. more than likely they wanted to save money, because trust me, I've been there with Chaparral also. Um, how'd you get the job with Chad Kresge, privateer guy? Well, once again, my guy, uh, Muff Dog, Brian Berry, he's like, hey, I, I heard about this kid. I know he's from a really good family, and, and they're looking for a mechanic. He was like, if you want, I can give you their number. They live in Pennsylvania, though. It'd be a big move. And I'm like, well, I got, I got nothing right now. Yeah. I don't have a pot to piss in. Right. So your take I called home, them up. Your, your take they home interviewed from, me. What? Your so, take home from Chaparral after the food and everything was probably about 100 bucks. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and a slap in the hair pull. <laughs> But, uh, so, so yeah, so then I talked to them. They, they interviewed me over the phone. I didn't have shit. So I put all my stuff on a train, took a train ride what? from California to Pennsylvania. That was a, that was an adventure. No shower for three days or four days or something. Why didn't you fun. drive? I didn't have a car. My car took a dump on me, like, right at the end uh, before I got canned. So I was like, well, all right, let's figure this out. Take a train, yeah. Yep, so I jumped on the old rail did you have to shovel and, uh, coal coal into the engine is it was <laughs> it was one of those trains like yeah, damn near damn near I, I actually i was thinking about trying to you know buy a toy gun at the stop and hold up the train like they did back <laughs> in the wild west but uh and i don't know too much about kresge i do remember he was loaded um he was all right rider and his stuff always looked really good i remember that well that was the, the stuff looked good because of me come right, on because of the rookie right 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 but uh no the they they weren't as loaded as people think. Like they 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 they're a good hardworking family, mm -hmm. and they, they you know it's just one of those things. But but I'll tell you this for nothing: the best people they're my second family still. Like I'm still best friends with Kresge's. His mom, like this fiance I've got right now, like I said, all right, Mama Kresge, if if you don't approve of this girl, I'm not marrying her. Yeah. 
<laughs> like we're still that close. Wow. And then Chad and his wife now, Stacy's got two beautiful girls. Like we're still best friends. I was just up there probably a month ago. I spent a night with them and stuff. Like just good people. You know, the people that you don't meet that often in your life. And right. We're still really close. Oh, so check that just, out. It was a good thing. Like, it was cool. Who knew? Um, Who would have thought? Well, yeah. and, well, but I mean, for yourself as a mechanic, you're going from Larry Brooks, who's making the mains and doing pretty well, to a guy that struggles to get in. Um, so, you, like you said, you're kind of going backwards from it. But at the same time, you're driving a box fan and, and getting to see the country, right? Yeah, yeah. Re- really, like, there wasn't nothing negative that happened from that. Like, because I still was brand new to the sport and stuff. So I went from jumping off into the deep end to, to a little bit less pressure. And then, I don't know, it was good. Like, I learned a lot. I had to do everything on my own there. Like, service my own suspension, do my own engines, do everything there. So, so you know, it was cool. Like, it worked out good. And they had a nice setup and, you know, a nice shop and stuff. Went out in the countryside. and mm-hmm. And then... And then I still made three hundred bucks a week, but instead of <laughs> it costing me money to go to, to work, they took really good care of me. Like they had a furnished apartment that they had, you know, nothing yeah. spectacular. I had this Ford Bronco that I'd boonie around on it. You know, yep. it, it was just it was a good thing. How do you ever do? What was his best finish with you? Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah, twenty first best moto and then Supercross it was uh he got a DNF or not even a DNF because he crashed, he came up short on the triple and broke his uh Broke his back the first Supercross at L.A. Oh, jeez. Uh, when I went to work for him. So no Supercross. And then came back for outdoors. Wow. And then a 21st. 21st. Never got a point. <laughs> the one year I worked for Birdwell, 97, he got a, he got 20th in the first moto of the year at Gainesville. And then yep. never scored another point all year. We had one point, never got another one. Tough. Oh, uh, that would have been a sweet point, though. Like, for Kresge, I know. Like, that's all yeah. he cared. He just wanted a number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like he and he 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 worked really hard. Like he'd work, right? He'd, he'd do like his business thing, and then ride and train. Like he was a hardworking kid, and, he, and now that's that's he's still that. Like he's a hardworking dude, and he would have done anything for a couple of points just to get a number. Yeah. ninety nine. He wouldn't have cared. He'd been so happy. Yeah, yeah, really, huh? Um, yeah. And it, it, so, how long did that? What year? So that was would have been ninety six. The, the outdoors in ninety six, and then all in ninety seven. Yep, yep. Outdoors ninety six, all in ninety seven, and then I went. In the fall of '97, I made a deal and I went to work for Mitch. Yeah, what? For uh, what was up with Kresge? Was he quitting, or did you just want to go back to California? Or what was the deal there? Yeah, it, it was. It was kind of a tough time for me and Chad because he, you know, they got along so good with the family. Right. But I just wanted to get back to California and get back. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he wasn't really cutting it. I didn't know what he was going to do the next year. Right. And I and I was still striving. Like I still wanted to work for. A championship rider, you know. I still had that dream, so I was like, you know what, buddy, I got I got an offer to work for Mitch. I got to go. Yeah, yeah. And and what and what did you do for Mitch? Now, Mitch, I when I when I uh, got in the car in Arizona or in uh, in Pennsylvania to head for California, he said, I, I want you to be a mechanic. When I got to California, he said, I don't I don't need a mechanic now, and I'm like, well, I need a job. I just drove three thousand miles for your ass. <laughs> so so he put me put me. Uh, kind of in his R&D department, and I was welding pipes and doing dyno runs and uh, testing and stuff with uh, Andrew Hopson, Hoppo. Oh, yeah, for the race team, mostly for the race team or for customer stuff too? or Everything. If it got needed a cone pipe or it needed to be dynoed or whatever, yeah. we did it all. We did customer stuff and race team stuff. Well, yeah, it's kind of the Mitch mentality, right? You just do everything. Just just work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, shut up, shut up and work. What happened to your race team mechanic job? Well, it, it never, ever materialized. Then, and, but it was cool. Like, you know, once I started, like, yeah, I said, all right, well, my contract says I'm an R&D technician or whatever, so that's what I'll be. And then at the end of the year, 
uh, you know, I just had another opportunity, and it was it wasn't an easy year with Mitch. I learned a ton, and and I maybe respect Mitch too much, you know, because uh-huh. I, I I was always scared to stand up to the guy. I was always scared to just down the pound, stand up his ass, and say it like it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so at the end of the year, I was just kind of disgruntled. I'm like, man, I work twelve hours a day for freaking this whole year, and yeah. he could give a shit if I, you know, he wouldn't piss on me if I was on fire. Yeah. So so I got a chance to go work for for Primal Suzuki. And making, I, I made, I made fifteen grand a year, five, one five thousand a year working for Mitch. So I couldn't afford to eat hardly. Really, that's all you made? Yeah, I made fifteen grand a year, so I couldn't afford to ride. I couldn't afford to do nothing. And I'm like, you know what? This, yeah. this is crazy. And then I got an offer to work for Primal for like twenty five grand. Not I'm like, to oh mention, my god, I'm rich. I'm gone. Not to mention, like, uh, no overtime, and you were working your balls off for that fifteen grand. Like it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there wasn't too many easy days there. Like, oh. it, it, Dude, it made like, me a better person for sure. But that's like it, was, it wasn't easy. That's twelve hundred bucks a month. Yep. Oh yeah. How in the hell are you? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but you learned a lot, right? Yeah. No, like I don't, don't, I don't regret any of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for sure. You know, you you, it, you can't do that forever. So yeah. if if you're if you're anybody, you're going to kind of look for a way to, to move up from there. So I did, and I bailed, bailed, how, and went to Primal Suzuki. Yeah, how'd the Primal thing come about? What happened there? Who got you the I, I got to be buddies with Bill Severa a little bit yeah. from Bill's Pipes, mm-hmm. yeah, which how do you, anybody who meets that guy, how do you not be buddies with him? You know, he's such a nice guy. Uh-huh. And uh, so when I was getting all bummed out and my contract was coming up to the end at Pro Circuit, you know, I, I was, I'd stop by there or whatever and say hi and stuff, and they, they, I got along really good with Bill. And he's like, hey, if you ever need... You know, we got a race team over here and stuff. So, so I went over there, and they're like, "Yeah, boom!" Hired me, like hired me on the spot. And uh, Reverend Robbie Horton. No, first guy oh. was Jerry Dostal. Oh, it was okay. Dostal. Yeah, for the first year for '99 was Jerry Dostal. Yeah. And then the first half of 2000 was Robbie, the Reverend Reverend Horton. Uh, never met a bigger Robert, Robbie Horton fan than than rookie. Not possible. Not even his own no. parents were a bigger rookie uh, Horton fan than you. Hey, but but he had a hot sister too, so that didn't hurt. <laughs> I don't understand like why we didn't hang out more in these years. That because you're Kresge in a box fan what? from Saskatchewan. Yeah. I'm working for Birdwell from Manitoba in a box fan, and and then like and, and I, that's that's how I met Mick because he was working for Duff. Duff, yeah, Ryan Duff. That's right. So, so, yeah. So, so we're all in the trenches. We're all deep in the trenches. I don't know how the hell we didn't really and I was gonna, at any time. And when I was working at Chaparral, I was going to live with Mick in Riverside until they canned me at the last minute, and I, I, I got out of the lease. Mick got me off of the lease that we had gotten, but we were going to live together, me and Mick. No way. No way. Yeah, and then Chaparral canned me at the last minute, and they took, they took my truck back. And uh, but I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why we never hung out more. I don't know. It's weird. But anyways. Yeah, see. Um, yeah, see. There, there was always that that prairie rivalry we had too. Maybe that was it. Yeah, the the Rough Rider is bombers, blue bombers. Um, <laughs> yep. Hey, uh, so how was Dostal in '99? Dostal, he's a good kid. Like it was just one of those years where he 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 was like he just kind of come up from the amateur ranks or whatever, and he, he there, Suzuki was hoping for big things from him, but he put a lot of pressure on himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that, my opinion, that kind of hurt him. Like he, he expected a lot from himself, and he'd get, he'd really take it to heart if he didn't do good. Mm-hmm. So he just beat himself down, beat himself down, and I think that that's what broke him. You know, he's 
still, he's an awesome kid, super cool guy. Yeah. But I think he just put too much pressure on himself instead of just kind of going out and trying to race and do what he did. Because like, on the practice track, he was unbelievable. Yeah. But then at the races, he'd just get all balled up and wouldn't ride you, himself. Were you flying to the races at this point? I guess Hell they had, no, but no? I was box fan days they had, still. They had box fans primal? Okay, yeah, that's right. You, yep. Hey, Kurt Clovis, the owner of Primal. Um, wow. Unbelievably, like, weird dude. Maybe not weird, but, like, he did. You were wondering why is he sinking all this money into this team? He's never around. Uh, yep. Never. Visible. Yeah, yeah, what was that like? Was I mean, was he around more than we thought? We used to talk nope. about it and laugh about it, but. Yeah, no, no, no. When I worked for Primal, I think I maybe seen him once, maybe twice in, two, in a year and a half. And I, I don't know, like, Back then, Billy Whitley and uh, oh, who the hell was the other guy? Mike Raring? Mike Raring. They were the two kind of team managers there. Yeah. Super cool guys, always elbows deep in the action. Right. And, and never ever, heard, like, yeah. I heard them talking about Kirk Close, but I never did. I'm like, <laughs> who is this guy? He don't give a shit about us. And they were supposed to be clothing, and, and nobody had any clothing ever. It was just. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, and then when that kind of went south, so then they brought on Motorious.com or whatever, like with the. The boom there, and they promised us millions or who knows what. Oh yeah, I do remember that. And, and, and we pretty much ran that whole team on our own credit cards. Like it was a tough. Two thousand was a tough year. That's. Uh, two thousand was ping right, almost winning. Yeah, like yeah. within inches. Oh, he's still haunted by that too. But uh, your your look was good. Shift gear and the bikes looked really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I first got like that. Shift was brand new and everything looked really good. I thought. That was not, and, and then, uh, yeah, big Horton fan. Oh my God. I started talking to you around this time and God, you love Robbie Horton. Yeah. Hey, but you know, I, I, I'm like a big fan of all you my are. riders. Like I'm, you are. I'll, I'll, I'll fight for my riders. Who, you don't mess around with my riders. I'll kick your ass. And who am I to say that? I mean, he looked at me in the, the Nick way, Tim Ferry, Kelly Smith bandwagon that I rode. Yeah. They, there you go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. First Moto Buds Creek, buddy. Oh, that was a glorious day. We'll get to that. Don't worry. Um, uh, that was that was an incredible day. Wait, that wasn't you. That was Dave Dot. Yeah, I wasn't there. I just heard about it nonstop. That's yeah, all yeah. Want to talk about for for the next few years, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. That's weird. So yeah, you never saw Clovis and the team. Did the team go belly up at the end of the year, or was it halfway through the year outdoors or something? Well, no, halfway through the year, like coming to the end of Supercross. It was, there was a lot of tension, and everybody was under a lot of pressure just to try to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And me and me and Billy Whitley had a big old battle, and he's like, that's it, whatever, if you're going to be that way, rookie, you're fired. And I was like, huh, all right. <laughs> so then the next day, he calls me back, and Pat, Pat, uh, oh, crap, who's the guy from Suzuki? Pat, Pat, Alexander, Pat, Alexander. Alexander. Yep. He calls me, and they're like, hey, we got to have a meeting, we got to sort this out. So we went back, and they're like, hey, look, you're not fired, you know, everything's cool, we just got a little fired up or whatever. And and I'd already like went across the street, practically across the parking lot to FMF Honda, and already had a job lined up. So did you really? Like, no, I'll stay, yeah, I'll stay fired. I'm out of here. And then it, it just kind of everything. Well, I got lucky. Like I got another raise, you know, and 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 I got a team that was going to pay my paycheck, and I didn't have to run it out of my credit card. So I'm like, you know what? I, it's better for me to stay fired and go work for this other team. Yeah, I don't know how you can get in a fight with Billy Whitley. Both of you guys are two of the nicest people I know. Billy's a great oh, yeah, guy. We still, we, but, we still joke around about that. I don't, yeah, it was weird. It was uh, so, weird so you got fired, and then they tried to hire you back, and you said, no thanks, I'll be fired. I'll stay fired. Yeah, yeah I'll stay fired. And, that, and then I went to work for Casey Lytle at FMF Honda. At FMF Honda. This would have been 2000. And, yep. Geez, I worked at Ch- yeah. you, were, you worked at Chaparral in 96. I worked there in 99. 
I worked yeah. at FMF Honda in '98. Then you went to FMF Honda in 2000. Wow. And, um, and we and we were both on the dream team at, at Yamaha. Yeah, oh and boy. We, and we both went to KTM. I worked at KTM two years, and then you went there. So yeah, weird. Well, um. Anyways, uh, uh, how was that? What do you remember about that? Lytle, uh, good guy, really nice guy. Um, uh, probably not the didn't do the greatest outdoors. No. Yeah, it was a tough year. Like. That's when that bike, you know, the the Honda 125 was a little mm. bit down on horsepower and stuff. And yeah. then everybody else, like, somebody once said that the stock Yamaha had more horsepower than our race bikes or whatever. And I don't know, like, we couldn't get a start. We couldn't get nothing that year. So it, it was tough. Was it? Lytle was cool, and then, and yeah. then the, that whole team went away at the end of that year well, for, for whatever reason. I was going to say, so, like, when I was there, and, and you know, uh, uh, Donnie Emler is one of my uh, – Donnie Emler Jr. is a good guy, one of my friends, and, and his dad is great guy. But you want to talk yeah. about, and we had Bobby Moore as a manager when I was there, and Tom Webb had something to do with it too. And what a cluster fuck as far as organization. <laughs> like, was it any better when you were there, or was it just crazy bad? All, all I can say, no, it wasn't crazy bad. It was better than where I came from. That's all I can say. <laughs> I guess when, you, as opposed to funding Primal Impulse out of your own pocket. Exactly, exactly. So, so we had a parts guy, yeah, Tom Wallace, and we had, you know, a good bunch of mechanics and some decent riders and. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't all that bad. We had a semi. I was flying to the races. Now that was pretty. Oh yeah, so that was a big big deal. You could like where were, where were you living? Not, uh, did you get an apartment at this point? Oh yeah, I, I was in an apartment instead of in the back of my van. I, I was moving yeah. on up. I didn't have. And people think I joke about this. I did not have an address to go to for about three years, three or yeah. four, three years. I I stayed at Shane Drews. I stayed at some friends in in uh, in Simi Valley. I stayed at. Uh, Nick Ways, I stayed at Timmy's. Uh, I did not have an address. I just had gear bags, and I would just go around because uh, I had all yeah. these jobs that required me to travel, drive the races. So I didn't have an address. Yeah, no, and, and you didn't care at the time. Like no, it was kind of yeah. cool. I dug those years, but yeah. couldn't do it anymore. Like now, it yeah. couldn't do that. The, the best thing was dropping your laundry off at one of those fluff and fold places, and you'd be like, "Oh, sweet! You do all your laundry." See, I, for couldn't, you. I, I couldn't afford to do that. I wouldn't pay for it. <laughs> Um, I was, I was, it must've been a baller compared to you, Rook. You, well, yeah, if it, yeah, I know you, Steve, you, you wouldn't do your own laundry, I'm sure. Hey guys, thanks for listening to these podcasts. They wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for btosports.com as well as the other advertisers. So I appreciate if you just listen to this, deal with it, order some stuff from BTO, and then we'll get right back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the btosports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free, or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. 
By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. So if, uh, that team folds up. Like, you were going to stay there. You would have stayed there. You liked it. You enjoyed it. But they closed. how did they close the doors on you? Like, how would you find out or what happened? How would that go down? Uh, Tom Wallace, he was kind of like the parts guy, team manager, or organizer guy, or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know what his real title was, but he he did a lot of the like work for us. He just said, "Hey guys, just so you know, I don't I don't know if he gave us an actual day or what, right? But he said, you know, we're we're, we're done at the end of this year, and then we're going to stick around and and build the bikes back to stock to sell them and stuff, and yep. then it's over. So I think when our contracts were up, that was it. They weren't we weren't going to yeah. get paid past it or nothing. Yeah, so, so you knew it was coming along ahead of time. Like it wasn't some shock you knew it was coming no no yeah for sure they, they were really cool about it they were really cool about it uh what what's next for you well the next was a blur <laughs> fast bike for actually Husqvarna working for little goose oh yeah yeah jt no jt would have been the next year um, no jt was there JT and travis preston and yeah. preston um yeah and hey i Pretty- the stories you must have about eduardo 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 uh good guy he threatened to kill me uh, probably at least three times. I, I've heard that he did that to a lot of people. Uh, he, didn't he choke out Kiwi? Yeah, I just got off the phone with Kiwi a little while ago. Yeah, he he choked Kiwi out and pushed him against the wall, and they were going to go to knuckles. <laughs> it was gnarly. And, and he's and, like seventy or something. Right. He was old. And Frank Frank Thomas stepped in one time. To, otherwise, I think he would have beat JT down. He was trying to beat JT down one time. Yeah, he he was a he was a pretty passionate old dude. He he he'd either fire you or tell you he was going to kill you, or he right. had lots of stories too. Um, and I think he's the same dude to this day. Um, yeah, I was actually talking about going there because I was. Uh, this was right around Chaparral slash uh, KTM days. You guys got paid well though, well taken care of. No, no, hey, I don't know who told you that. I went back to nearly starve. Really? Yeah. Oh man, we had to book our own flights and we did all that. Like we got paid paid a flat rate. And then whatever we spent for flights and for for hotel and for cars and for all that crap, I worked for Little Goose. He never made me any bonus money, so yeah. It, it I, I don't know. It maybe sounded cool if we made. I don't remember. Well, maybe, it was like maybe a thousand bucks a week or something we got, but but our flights and everything had to come out of that. Oh, see, yeah, I think maybe I for, maybe I heard that I forgot about the the expenses coming out of that, but I always thought it was really good money, and maybe I was hearing about it the the money pre expenses. Yeah, it must have been because it, I was I was near starving. I was living with my buddy Dan Worley and Little Goose in Lake Eleanor, and it yeah. was slim pickings again. Uh, how are the bikes? Not good, huh? Yeah, uh, not that good. Like not for the national caliber level, I don't think. Like right. the riders complain a lot about it. And, yeah, and you had lamps. Yeah, we 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 didn't have any any part of development, so you know we were just mechanics on the roads. Right, and yeah, Lampson was there. And uh, how yeah. are those things to work yeah. on? They broke swing arms a lot and stuff, right? Frames and swing arms. Yeah, there was the, and frames. The, the motor mounts would break on, on. I remember JT. He had the motor mounts on his frame welded so many times <laughs> that we joke about it every every weekend. <laughs> he ran out of gas six straight motos. Good job, Kiwi. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, oh God. Uh, yeah, there was there was a, it was a shit show. Like again, learned a lot and had right. a good bunch of guys, so it made it made it tolerable. But man, what a uh, crazy year! You had Dave Die and Frankie. Two funny guys, yeah. um, and then of course Kiwi, great guy, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, good times. Uh, this um, Preston told me about hey. uh, Preston told me about um, Farachi shooting at, shooting in the air at some guy who crossed his parking lot. Were you there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I wasn't around that day, but 
it was something. I don't know if he shot at him or if he just, he, but I remember he'd go back into his office and pull a gun out of the drawer and go and wave it in people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure is a violation of work, health and safety work codes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it, like, it was hysterical. Like, you always, you're like, holy jeez. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah. and you had to go to Pennsylvania for a little while too, right, at times? Yeah, yeah, we, we it was based out of Pennsylvania, like by Philly. So right. we we'd spend a fair bit of time there, just living in the hotel, hoboing out of the hotel there. And oh stuff. my god! Oh, the story. And we, and then, we, we I, drank ourselves to sleep a few nights there because there was there was some stress there. And Farachi always had a different lady every weekend in the bars. Oh. <laughs> he, he was an old guy, old guy, and he had game. I don't know how he did it. I I know how he did it, but I'm a can't say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'd always be like, hey, look at this chick this weekend. Hey, you guys see his chick this weekend? Hey, I'm going to go check out Farachi's chick. I'll be right back. It was always that. That was always the move. Yep, yep. And she was always hot, and you never know where the hell did she come from. But... Right, right. How did Goose do? I don't even remember. How did Goose do? Terrible. 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 It started out, like, all right, but then, you know, he, he, he just, I don't know, his attitude went downhill. Like, he wasn't happy with the bike, so he was complaining a lot. Uh-huh. I, I at New Orleans, I nearly threatened his life. Like he, I remember coming out of the stadium, loading up the semi and stuff, and he was over there like kind of sulking. I was so mad at him. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing him say to his mom, I think Ricky wants to hit me. Because like, <laughs> I was like, he pulled off or whatever. I'm right. like, dude, you don't pull off. I'm gonna, unless yeah. you're bleeding out of your eyes, you never pull off. I and I mean, the bike, the bike probably was terrible, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't uh, unsafe or unrideable or anything, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, it's like, dude, you could have made the main, or you could, I don't right. even remember how bad he did, but he did right, way right. worse than he should have, you know, and, yeah. and then outdoors, too, he, like, just, he just wasn't happy, and you could see it in his ride, and he rode like an a-hole. Hey, were you there when Preston won? No, because that was the East Coast. Oh, East Coast, or, yeah. No, that was West Coast, Yeah, and I was East Coast Mechanics, so I wasn't there. Oh, uh, that was pretty big deal. That would have been pretty deal. gnarly, yeah, right, really, all right? I mean, if you're a KTM, you're like, oh, we've never won a Supercross before, here we are, we're going to win our first one. Oh, shit, Husky just won their first one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and get this, get this. I got a good story about that. Yeah. So my my crew shirt from back then, uh huh. I was you know just dusted, catching catching cobwebs in the closet. And my brother works at Husky now, so they got that that crew shirt hanging up at the, oh. the lobby at, at Husky now. Oh, I'm nice. Like, what? All right, you can have anything. I have anything I have. Hey, did you ever get any DKNY clothing? No, 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 no. He he was buddies with that guy, but I don't know what that that deal was. I know. It looked it looked impressive, but nobody I talked to had ever got any gear and any clothing or anything. Hey, JT and his buddy at Corrupt Clothing, we got tons of corrupt swag, but oh. we never got no DKNY. Yeah, that guy wanted to be. That guy threatened to be, to kill me one day. Yeah, he was not not happy with me. I forget what happened, but I was innocent, and he thought I did something, and he flew off the handle at me. That guy was nuts. Hey, I'm not. I'm, I'm sure it's not the first time you've been threatened, and probably won't be the last, Steve. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, okay, so that's 2001. Yeah. Uh, why'd you leave and where'd you go? I couldn't wait to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's like they were just, they were, everything was kind of downhill. Like, you know, we were bummed because we didn't really agree 100% with the way yeah. stuff was done there. Like, you know, I've, I've been working for race teams before that and they, they wouldn't let us touch the bike until it blew up kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we always like butted heads with that. So, at the, but you know, and then they were they were kind of coming down on Goose because he's riding like a dickhead, and right. everybody's attitudes are out the window. So, so in the end, you know, we, we, you know, it wasn't barely into outdoors, and we were trying looking for a backup a, a backup plan. Yeah, and 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 little Goose got a deal with Factory Connection Honda for the next year, uh-huh. and and took me with him. So it worked out perfectly. Like oh I got yeah, there. yeah. How, how pumped were you to to be able to go there, right, with him? Oh, doing backflips! I was so happy. 
and uh, uh, so the next year, oh two, you're at Factory Connection, and yep. uh, working for Goose. Yep, working for the little and Mexican. The the Husky and the Factory Connection program couldn't have, probably couldn't have been more different. Yeah, pretty pretty much polar opposites. Yeah, did you get a raise yep. too? You got a raise, I imagine. Oh well, yeah, I went from making you know paying all my money out of my or all my expenses out of my check to actually having a professional team and flying <laughs> to the races again, and it, it was like going from Primal to yeah to, FF. to FF Honda. Like all of a sudden, okay, I'm I'm, I'm I can put away a hundred bucks a month again. Yeah, you know, and 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 you got an organized team and organized people in a program, you know. So it was nice. It was a freaking that that's the way I wanted to go for sure. And how how was that year? What do you remember about it? I, it, it was frustrating too because. Goose had a couple of good rides. Like he got a podium, I think one podium. He was doing West Coast Supercrosses, and and then you know some top fives and stuff. But uh, all in all, you know, still hope for a little bit more. And then yeah. I don't know. I, was, I, I got frustrated with that because I'm like, you know what? I I don't feel like I'm making a difference. Like everything I'm trying to right. help this kid with isn't helping. So I'm like, at the end of that year, I was like, you know what? I'm, maybe it's time for a different rider. Um. Yeah. You always cared too much, rookie. You always cared too much. Oh, not anymore. I'm a dick now. <laughs> uh, who'd you Who'd you get for a rider? Who was the guy? So, Michael Byrne. Oh, you worked for Burner. Burner. Except yeah. Burner ate shit at the very first race. Bad. No, no, no. That that was that was the year I was working for Goose. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. No. When I worked for Burner the next year, he crashed before the first Supercross and broke his thumb or something like that, and it was a shit season too. But. But then he come back and got like fourth in the 250 class on 252 strokes. So he got he turned some heads. That's right. You yeah, that's right. He rode the West Coast on the 250, and you uh, you took the paint off your stock pipe. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And people thought we had a full on factory pipe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that would have was this O two? No, O three. That, that was O three. That 03. was O three. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so at the end of O three, he got a deal with Factory Cowie. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They didn't. They already had mechanics there because I was hoping. I'm like, ah, oh, factory gig. Here we come. Yeah, you're stepping in. Burner, yeah, uh, great then, guy. Then, great then guy to work. Me to pound sand. Great guy to work for, Burner, huh? Oh, Burner's awesome. Still good friends with him. Like he's yeah, yeah rad dude. Really yeah. good dude. Yeah, one of the nice people okay. in the pits, no doubt about it. And he he was easy on his equipment, but he was a good jumper. So if he ever crashed, oh, he he'd break the bike in half. <laughs> that that was one thing. Like he was a good jumper, fearless jumper. He would ruin some stuff. So, was that the year you almost won Southwick? Yeah, that was the year. Yeah. Won the first moto and then got passed in like the last damn lap. Oh, yeah, heartbreak. He, he was going to win the overall and uh, Ando won it because, yeah, somebody, he got passed. Was yeah. that it? Yeah, it was just one of those things. Bernard, just, I, if I remember right, he just let him buy or, I don't know, it just wasn't needed like that one last spot. Yeah. And Ando, Ando had it. Bernard didn't. I blame you. I blame the mechanic for not telling him. Oh, I yelled at him. I was throwing shit. I was so mad. Oh, bummer. But that's after the fact. It doesn't help you any, does it? And again, uh, you're on 125s. Not the best bikes, yep. those Hondas. Still not still not that good. Yeah, it's, it's, I think still. Like, we had Double D from Honda. We had a lot of help from factory Honda there. Mm-hmm. And we had some trick parts. Like, we had an electronic power valve on our 125. Yeah. The thing, was, the thing was as badass as you could make a Honda 125. Yeah. But it's still, you know, there was other bikes. And then we were racing against, like, the new the Yamaha yeah. G50S right then, too, and stuff. And they would come off the line so good. Right. Now, in uh, so, in 03, Chad brought his Yamaha Troy mechanic, Dave Dye, to Factory Yamaha. And I was hired at Factory Yamaha to work for Red Dog. And uh, 
but Die was out after one year. He 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 couldn't handle the place, and those stories are unbelievably hilarious. So how was, was it? Some he couldn't handle the place, or he couldn't handle somebody there. Yeah, he couldn't handle somebody there, and I don't think he could <laughs> handle the place too much either, to be honest. But um, yeah. Uh, so how'd you get the job working for for Chad at Yamaha? When how did that come about? Because obviously. Factory Cali was full, uh, and so how'd that go on? Well, I, I, you know, always at the end of every season or whatever, I'd kind of poke my head around and say hi to everybody. And uh, Butler, it was when Butler was leaving to go to to testing or whatever, yeah. and they hired Jimmy Perry as a team manager. So I just, I'm like, hey, you know, if you guys are looking for a guy, let me know. Mm-hmm. And gave him a resume, and then it was, I, you know, I didn't hear nothing. And then it, it was like, I don't know, in the off season, they called me up and they said, hey, you, you want to come down for an interview? And they wouldn't tell me what rider I might be working for or nothing. They just say, "Yeah, you're, we want you to be a mechanic, and that's it." So I'm like, "Yeah, what the hell?" You know, to leave a satellite team, a great satellite team, right. to go to a factory team, like it's a little scary. But I'm like, "Yeah, that's the next step." So I took it, and then they said, "They're like, um, yeah, you're going to be Chad Reed's mechanic." Like, yeah, neat. you're like Chad, the guy who like Chad Reed, Chad Reed, Chad Reed, or is there another one? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't think hey, we. Hey, and then I heard he was like a dick, and he was hard to work for, and everything. And I'm like, oh right. god, I was, I was terrified. Well, I was like, oh man, this is gonna he, be hell. You know, he had had some problems at Yamaha Troy, and he did cause a fuss. And 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 we'll get to some of Chad changing a little bit. He was kind of a dick, so he comes to Yamaha, and he definitely him and I did not hit it off. And but having said that, at the end of the year, you know, you'd hear this stuff about bonuses, and he sucked, and he was mean, and then. The end of the year, he gives Dave Diet like twenty five grand, and I'm like, "Hey, shit, the guy's all right," you know. Like uh, a lot yep. of that stuff wasn't true. Although I have to say, there was times that him and I butted heads, and we didn't like each other. But a lot of that stuff, I heard the same rumors and knew the same stuff, and it really wasn't all true. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I would expect anybody at that level to 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 demand a lot of the people around him. Mm-hmm. So that's just the way I took it. It's like he was he treated me like family. Like he was cool. If if something funny happened, he'd yell. Whether you know, and sometimes it or a lot of times it, I was the first one to get yelled at because I was the closest one to him or whatever. But yeah. it, he was never like unfair, never not cool. Like he was always really cool and, and then he was always really generous to me. Always. Um and I remember like we didn't know anything about who was going to be uh Reed's mechanic until literally like I don't remember if I can't show up at work or you should. I was just like, ah, oh, hey, they hired rookie. Like we had no idea, you know, none of, none of, <laughs> nobody, nobody really paid much attention to us. Greaseball mechanics. So, um, right. but, you know, it was a, to me, it was an addition of a Canadian. And to me, that's, that was fine. It was a win-win. Absolutely. Yeah. The day at the beginning, the, the roots of the dream team right there. Yeah. Gothic J working for DV and, yeah. uh, you working for Chad and then me working for the, uh, the great Tim Ferry. Um, the, the great, and What's up with Red Dog these days, anyway? Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, what about him? What What about him? How he's a great guy. I miss him. I don't haven't heard haven't heard his name. Haven't seen him around oh, at all. Oh, believe he me, he's 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 looking good, and uh, he still he was going to ride Loretta's this year, and he bailed, and um, his kid didn't make it to Loretta's either. Oh. He's helping Ashley Filek out, and when yep. Trey Kennard comes back, he'll go back to helping Trey. So cool. Oh yeah, podium speed. I saw him ride a little while ago. Podium speed, buddy. Anyway, those rose colored glasses. He needs to trade those in for some Oakleys or something. Hey, so okay, so uh, your first year is '04, and boom, you win the Supercross title. Yeah, yeah. How awesome is that? Pretty, pretty recognizable. I gotta say, like 
dream come true. Right. I have tears in my eyes. And it, it, never been so stressed out and so happy and so, you know, had yeah. every emotion. Yeah, that was a, that was a big, big, big day. No doubt about it. Um, yeah. You know, something... we, hey, we got DQ'd the, the week before at Salt Lake City for fuel. Yeah, that was stupid. That was so dumb. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, and then remember he flew his parents in and everything and they hadn't been, they hadn't seen each other for a long time and then they got DQ'd. So he had no chance of clinching it that night. It was just, ah, yeah, it was a shit show. Um, yeah, it was a good time. And then the out, the old four outdoors. I don't remember. Timmy was hurt all the time, the whole time. Yeah. Off yeah. On, you, had, you had nothing to brag about. We won a moto. We won a moto in Southwick. Oh, that's right. Yeah. On the, on the before big four fifty. Um, yeah. Yeah. R- Ricky stacked it up. We won a moto, but yeah, it was pretty tough to beat that guy outdoors. Yeah. No. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> Although you know, at Bud's Creek in '03, first moto, someone managed to do it. Oh yeah, it somebody glor- did. It was glorious. <laughs> uh, no, but but you and me and uh, and Gothic J, we got along pretty well. We definitely, uh, yeah. uh, you know, James Troutman was our testing guy, R and D guy. Uh, he was pretty good too, uh, nice guy. And uh, yeah. it was it was a fun time. We we had a lot of laughs, no doubt about it. You were always yeah. you. I was bitching and moaning, and you were always positive guy. So it was a nice balance. Yeah. And Gothic, yeah, exactly, we balanced each other out. Like everybody balanced each other out. And Gothic. Then Gothic was the stubborn one, so he he kind of kept us all in check. Yeah, Gothic was just weird and stubborn, and didn't, 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 <laughs> you know, just, he's just Gothic. Um, yeah. Uh, and then so oh oh five oh five was the first yeah. year aluminum frame bike didn't go that well. Um, I remember those remember those guys were not happy. Remember all that shit we were trying to try to make that frame work better and stuff. Just none of those guys liked it. Yeah, we were all over the map trying yeah. to get that thing to handle, and it 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 wasn't it was a Dude, that was the no skid plate year. God, I yeah. got in a lot of trouble for that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you just take it off, or what happened there? Well, we talked about it a bunch. I brought it up in meetings, and yeah. they were all like, "You know, no, nah, that's stupid." <laughs> the meetings at Yamaha never seemed to really include. Didn't really matter if we were there or not. <laughs> uh, now that you say it like that, that that, it, that is kind of true. Right. So, so, so we talked about it, and like me and Chad talked about it. And he, you know, he's like, well, "What's the whole idea behind it?" So finally, at one race, I don't even remember where it was. He was just pissed. He's like, "Dude, just take the thing off. Let's try it and see what happens." Right. Like, All right. Just so you know, Jimmy's gonna find out about this, and he's gonna kill me. Yeah. He's like, "All right, I got your back." So he went out, and he's like, "Yep, I love it." Well, he didn't say he loved it. He never said he loved anything, but he's like, yeah. "Yeah, it's better." Yeah, yeah. With Chad, you never got a, you never got. I loved it, right? Yeah, yeah. But he said, "Yeah, it's better. Let's race with it like that." I'm like, "All right. Well, the shit's gonna hit the fan." So, and and then he won that night. So and there was a Jimmy photo, and there was a photo of him turn, clicking it sideways, oh. right? Done not bad, yeah. That's what really got us busted. That was pretty bad. Oh, did you get in trouble for that? Did you get in big trouble? Oh, scathing. They 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 took me aside, Keith McCarty and Jimmy, and they, yeah, they wanted to kill me, but oh, Chad won, so it, it was like, well, I don't remember that. I don't remember. I remember the big deal was like you had to put the tuning fork sticker on your skid plate, otherwise, you know, that was big trouble. Um, yeah. I don't. I remember being like some controversy, but I don't remember you getting in trouble for. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get yelled at pretty bad for that. Do you remember when they had me building a two-stroke for, or four-stroke for Timmy when he thought he was riding two strokes? <laughs> oh, I got and I told him, and I got in trouble for that. Oh God, I got in trouble for yeah, that. Yeah, because he wasn't supposed to find out by until he got to the track. I don't. I don't know, know what. Weird, yeah. I don't know what they were thinking, but I remember I got the whole. You don't work for Tim Ferry. You work for Yamaha. And. Uh, yep. Yeah, that was for Supergrass, huh? The start of Supergrass. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, um, so you the skid? Yeah, they. Did, I remember the 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 flame. The frames were like they flex too much. 
they don't flex enough. Like we didn't know. We we just we just tried everything. It, yeah, it was, yeah, all over the place. Uh, those the, those bikes were pretty good though uh, in '04, and I think do think the aluminum frame hurt them a little bit, but yeah, um, yeah, just because it was they, they went into the unknown. Like that was the first try with aluminum. Didn't know, didn't know what what it was going to do to the chassis. Hey, I do remember though. Um, I don't know what year it was, but we were having some problems with pistons cracking, and <laughs> oh. you brought it up in the meeting, in our meeting, that you felt like Yamaha was sending the guys out on the track with a bike that was doomed to break and hurt them. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, the shit hit the fan with that one, too. I remember looking at my feet going, oh, no, rookie. Oh, God, rookie. <laughs> you're, so, you're so effed right now. Oh, they were, and I, and I didn't, I didn't put it like that. But I'm like, no, but I, I, was ye- yeah. I remember yelling at Keith McCarty. I'm like, why, if you know these things are going to break, why would you put even put these stupid things in the bike and then send your rider out who might get hurt? Like you pay him millions or whatever. Yeah, why would you take a risk at this? And that didn't. <laughs> I went over like a barrel of rocks. <laughs> oh, I remember thinking, oh my god, he's gonna Keith's gonna light him on fire right now. <laughs> yeah, I think he did want to. He would have poured gas on me right then. He was. Oh uh, yeah, uh, and and what was the same thing? Remember, we had those main, we had those uh, the the main crank bearing retainers that would break, the screws oh, would break, man. and that, that happened in Red Dog's bike probably more than anybody's bike. Yeah, exactly. He was in third at Hangtown, and it broke with like four laps to go. I was so mad, and they were like, they were like, it's okay. They don't break until ten hours. We know they break, but they don't break until ten hours. So you have you have to change it before ten. And sure enough, Timmy's motor was on its second hour, and it broke. Oh god, <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's like that's racing, though. Like that's right. Like those guys push the bike so much harder than I think. Yeah, you know, they expected him. So hey, how about that's when? Good. How about when Chad took you to Australia? Man, I've never been more jealous of you. I was sitting in Cypress, California, every day reorganizing the parts room, um, and you're in Australia surfing with sharks and and bungee jumping and doing whatever. That was a fun trip, huh? The epic trip, like he 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 took such good care of us there, and his family did. Like we got to go on helicopter rides. Like he'd be going to to do some TV interview or whatever, and the, and the and the TV station would send a helicopter to pick him up, and he'd be like, "Hey, can can my mechanic and my my bus driver come with me?" Mm-hmm. So we get like we literally flew down the, the 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 Gold Coast of Australia and and buzzed the Sydney Opera House and Sydney Harbor Bridge, yeah, and then and we got to go like he'd borrow bikes from the local dealer and we go riding in the bush chasing kangaroos around and stuff it was an awesome trip yeah yeah australia is bad at australia just for everybody out there australia is a lot like canada awesome uh not where you and i live though well no (laughs) no um uh yeah you were there for a month right a while no only like two weeks driving on the wrong side of the road sketchy dude dude i would have thought you it seemed like you were there forever because you were sending email updates of like you know ah you know had a great day today, helicoptering and then surfing and bungee jumping. It's great, and yeah. he got the chair like oh, I hope that asshole's having fun. Yeah, yeah. No, it, I think it was like three weeks, but it was fun. Like it was a great time. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. And then so '06 comes, and uh, no, when did you have your uh, your you missed the '06 season Supercross? Yeah, yeah, yeah. December seventeenth. Yeah. '05 is when I broke both my ankles and blew myself up. And then I was wheeling around my house in a wheelchair, and then I had a stroke on January 3rd, 2006. Jeez, yeah, that was scary times. I was gone by – I left at the end of 05. So Alan, oh, Olson, okay. Alan Olson filled in for you. Wait, did I? When did I leave? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we were dead to you by then. Yeah, yeah, I think so. 
Um, Alan Olson filled in for you for Supercost. Uh, how'd, the, how'd the accident happen on the dirt bike? Just riding up at uh, 395 in, in Southern California, and I didn't have the track memorized. It was just my mistake. Like, there was these three little tabletops in a row, and I mistimed them, and OJ'd the crap out of one. And... Uh, Oh. Ruined myself, like ruined my ankles. I was in a wheelchair for three months. To both ankles, done. Yeah, both ankles. How was it? Oh, did that hurt? How bad did that hurt? It, hey, there wasn't enough Vicodin in the world. <laughs> um, and so then you had a stroke. Do they? And they think that maybe that the crash helped that along a little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. It they it didn't cause the stroke. But there was a condition called AVM, arteriovenous malformation. Uh-huh. Write that down. Yeah, yeah. And that. Uh, <laughs> and that that was the problem, but they think that my blood pressure was up because of the stroke or because of the crash. And stuff right, and right. That. Yeah, it didn't help. Uh, so it's just genetic. It was just it's just in you. Is that kind of? Yeah, yeah. It just it was just it was in my brain, and it was going to happen one point or another. So I was lucky it didn't kill me. Um, that was good. Well, that's just it. Like when it happened, I talked to your brother, and I'm like, "Is he going to be okay?" And your brother was like, "Dude, I don't know. Like, he could yeah. die." And I'm like, "What?" Like rookie, like it was serious, huh? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Like I don't remember two weeks of my life. There's, I don't know nothing. Where were I you? I guess I'm glad not to. Where, where, where were you when it happened? At home, just chilling at home, and just that's it. Yep. Blackness. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Scary times. Um. So you were out that whole year, basically. Uh. Out. Did you come back for outdoors? Yeah. Yeah. No. I I chilled out until the end of Supercross, and then I come back right. for outdoors. And Alan Olson won Mechanic of the Year. Stole that right away. Yeah, he earned it. He's a bad dude. Yeah, Alan's and a great guy. It, it was cool. Like they, they couldn't have had a better guy come in, and he practically volunteered to do that, too. Yeah, yeah, no no so. doubt about it. Uh, 06 Outdoors, uh, Chad hurt himself, I think, three-quarters of the way through the year. No, no. Oh. No, just another another frustrating year of seconds. Like, you'd get second every yeah. moto. I think that was Ricky's unbeaten year. Maybe that was it, yeah. yeah Remember when you So it was just... Remember when your when your chain came off at Redbud and you just left the bike on the other side of the track? Yeah, yeah, that's one of those. <laughs> that I was nearly freaking suicidal that day. Like, well, we couldn't you know. we couldn't figure out what happened. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. So, what did you do? When did you leave Yamaha? The, at the end of '06. At the end of '06. When Chad when Chad left to go to L and M. Yeah. Yamaha said, "Well, we don't. You know, Grant Langston's coming on." And they and he, they had Dino to be his mechanic, so they're like, "We want you to be the technical liaison between factory Yamaha and L and M." Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I just it didn't sound right. Like I'm like, I'm gonna end up everybody's a little gopher, everybody's bitch. Right, right. And I, I still, you know, I still wanted to to make a difference. You know, I still wanted to help the racing. So I got wow. got offered a job to be a suspension guy at KTM. It'd be pretty hard to go from the highs of having the best one of the best riders in the world to checking on Brooks to make sure you know everything's okay. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, so how you? So your suspend? Did you know much about suspension before you took the? I, I, I remember when you got the job. I was like, "Huh? He's a suspension guy? What?" But no. What, what they said is they wanted somebody with like mechanical knowledge. Uh huh. But they wanted somebody that they could teach their way. You know, the WP way. Yeah. So they're like, you know, they thought I'd be good. They're like, and they knew I was a good mechanic or whatever, and and I I wanted to learn. I kind of knew some some simple stuff about suspension, you know, how to take it apart and put it back together. Mm-hmm. So, so they're like, yeah, perfect. Um, no linkage at this point too, right? PDS shock. Right. PDS all the way. 
you frust- is it safe to say your time at K- as a KTM suspension guy was maybe the most frustrating in your career? Uh, being a suspension guy, I think, for anybody mm-hmm. is tough. Because right. if like, a rider has a bad day, that's the easiest thing that they can blame. Like, right. So, so I don't know, like, like, if you're an engine guy, you can say, no, this thing makes more horsepower than the last one or whatever. You know, you have a way to measure things yeah. and, and yeah. show them that it's better. But with suspension, you can dyno it, but you can't actually measure and show that it's better. And the bike handles better, you know. So right. it's a big gray area. It's, it, I really enjoyed suspension. I dig the knowledge that I got and, uh-huh. and everything, but it's just tough to when everybody shit on you. That's was, what I felt like. Was this uh, when everybody shit on you? Uh, <laughs> was this uh, was this factory or was it MDK still? This was the factory team, yeah. Okay, so MDK yeah, was gone. I didn't work for MDK at all. Toad okay. was the MDK suspension guy. Um, so you had Michael Lessie? Oh seven. Oh yeah, yep. Who else? Uh, Michael Essie. I don't even remember. No, I can't remember either. Why is it not? Why is it not coming to my blur? Brain? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then and then the the set the, or the the two fifty guys we had Martin Davlos. Uh, I yeah. don't know. Um, it, see that? See you. You always you remember the good and you push out the bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's face it. Especially Supercross, that I believe, uh, and uh, you know, you're certainly smarter with me in terms of suspension. And you work at KTM right now, by the way. So let's keep that in mind. I don't think that PDS system was ideal for Supercross. Uh, just didn't look like it worked good most times. Right, right. For Supercross, for sure, it, it could have been better. But it, I don't know. I, yeah. Like for me, I, like my favorite bike is still a PDS 250F, like my 09. Yeah. 250F is the most fun bike I've ever ridden. Did they send you to Aust- did they send you to Austria or some GPs at different points to try to uh, get some more knowledge? Yeah, I spent a lot of time over in Holland at WP and stuff like that working yeah. with them, and, yeah. and so, so the knowledge was there. But I just think like the Supercross experience wasn't right. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you know you'd come back and say, "Hey, it's doing this," and they're like, "We don't know." In the sands of Holland, it seems to work really good. Well, yeah, or even like at Bercy or whatever, you right. know, like it's yeah, it's a whole different. A whole different playing field. Um, so. And how many and how many of those uh, pistons and bleed holes and the, the 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 rod that goes through the two pistons? I mean, how many different combinations of that did you try? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Like it, it wasn't for lack of trying. Right, right. Like everybody worked their asses off, and there's a lot of smart people working on it. Just you know, it just I, didn't come. I just remember you know, when but, I was there, like that that taper of that needle and the size of the hole and the piston was, you know, umpteenth combinations of, of that. And you're just like, none of this is working, but we're, we're going to keep trying these different sizes. So, um, yeah, for, and, for sure. And how's Tony? How's Tony? Was he good? <laughs> yeah, definitely don't want to talk about that. He, I mean, some of those stories you told me were unbelievably, and I think he's gotten better. Um, but unbelievable. Uh, some of that stuff, nobody was happy. And a lot of people were taking it out on the suspension guy. Well, yeah, it, I guess it doesn't really matter, but for sure that was that that was probably the worst um, <laughs> relationship I've ever had with like a rider and his father. Tell ever. you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> just well, awesome. and, and as you as you know, I'm I'm pretty hard to get along with. Oh, terrible! Oh, definitely one of yeah. the, one of the biggest dicks in the pits, no doubt. Right. So 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 you know so knowing that, like I just it um, bummed me out. Like I bummed me out that I had these people. You know, I, I'm like these guys want me dead or something. Like I yeah, don't get it. Yeah, like treating you that way. Um, yeah. Uh, also, uh, you had the magic shock. Was this the magic shock? 
The Kenda Diker oh, Magic that, Shock? No, the Magic Shock was the first year when before Alessi left to go to Suzuki. That was the Magic Shock. The, the Philippart Shock. Philippart Shock, yeah. Uh, yeah how yeah. was that? <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> it was nothing different, right? It was the, we got a GP Shock, and now Mike can win. And it was like, you're like, yeah. huh? What are you talking about? It's the same shock. Yeah, yeah, it's the same shock, and the WP guys would be like, here, put this setting in, and then when the lessee asks you, you just tell them that's the Philippart setting. No matter what's in there, you always tell them it's the Philippart <laughs> setting. So I did, and they were like, oh, it's the best thing we've ever written. It's amazing. And ladies and gentlemen, no better reason for uh, how kooky riders are than right there. Right there. Oh, yep. <laughs> Philipparts. Yep. What about the motor? Philipparts. The bars? Philipparts. Yep. They're all Philipparts. Yep, yeah, and that's all they wanted to hear. Right. Oh, if it was still parts, that's what they wanted. If it wasn't, oh, it was shit. <laughs> uh, so how many years did you do that for? Five, five years was suspension guy. Yeah. Um, so and, and that was cool. I got to do, like, motocross, supercross team, and then off-road stuff. Yeah, and, they moved you. Like, I got to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, they so moved you over so that. that. was really cool. And uh, a little more laid back, huh, the, the GNCCs and the Endurocross and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off-road stuff is, it, it's, it makes you want to ride. It's not that fun to watch because you never see the guy. Like yeah. every thirty minutes, he comes by. But but it makes you want to go ride. Right, it just right. looks fun. Everybody's cool. What'd you think of when KTM went to a linkage? Uh, what'd you think about about that? Well, I, at at first I was kind of bummed, honestly, because I I was a believer, you know. Yeah. For, maybe maybe it it had its limitations for like top level supercross racing. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like for that, the but, very upper echelon of riders, right? Right, right. But for me to go ride and like just podunk Joe Schmo, mm-hmm. I love. My 250F, like it was, it made riding fun again. So, so you know, I, I was like, oh, why don't we just keep working on the PDS? Yeah. But, but you know, it, it's, it's, I think it's, it's been, a, it's it's been a, a good move for KTM, no matter. Yeah, it's a no lot, of, what, it's a lot of marketing and what consumer thinks. I mean, the right side up forks were better than upside downs in many cases, but it's marketing and glitz and glamour, right? Exactly, for sure. Yeah. Um. So why why why'd you give up suspension or what happened? Why'd you do move into where you're at now? Well, apparently I bummed somebody out. I, I never really heard. They just they just when Roger was coming in, they said they were gonna have R G three do you know, do the suspension stuff over there and they just moved me over to the marketing department. So I I got definitely gotta thank KTM for that. Like they looked out for me. Yeah, they could have canned they, you, they, right? They, I mean they could have just said, We're done. Yeah, they could have quit me easily. So, so for sure, they've been super cool and always been a good company to work for. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's that's still a mystery to me. I don't know exactly. Um, you know, nobody said, "All right, this is what we're doing, and this well, is why." They just said, "All right, this, we'll see you later." <laughs> did so, you did you think about leaving, or were you like, "Okay, I'll try this. It's cool." Yeah, I, I didn't know what to do, like it because that was economic crisis time. You know, yeah, well, yeah. still is, I guess. But yeah. but there wasn't much out there. I like for sure if 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 somebody from another t- race team would have come up to me and said, "Hey, let's do this," I probably would have done that. Mm-hmm. But but at the time, I'm like, you know, I'm this is a solid move. You know, I'm staying with a good corporation, and yeah. ah, it's just a and I'm moving sideways. I'm not moving backwards. I'm just moving sideways. Right. And and it's been it's been like now. I tell everybody, I basically I got a promotion. Like it, it's mm-hmm. I'm in a better place. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those cases where Roger didn't know you or didn't know, you know, much about you. And he had, he had, he had, like, I mean, I I even wondered about Leighton, like, obviously Leighton's done a great job and he's been a KTM guy thick and thin, but I was like, oh shit, Leighton could be in trouble because Roger's bringing Ian, you know? And luckily it's been working out great and and no problems, but it's just one of those things where a new coach comes in, quote unquote. I know you don't follow stick and ball sports or even know anything about hockey anymore, but 
It's like a new coach. That come, <laughs> Buddy, stop. You don't. You don't. You, you asked me who was playing in the cup final a little while ago. Um, yeah, that was like three three years ago, buddy. Um, yeah, you don't follow hockey. You should get your passport taken away, by the way. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it's just like a new coach coming in. You know, he just wants his own people that he's comfy with. Yeah, and and, and, and when we heard about that, for sure, everybody, every single person on the team was quaking <laughs> in their boots because right, they, you know, right. didn't know, yeah. didn't know if you're going to get clipped or what was going to happen. Yeah, you know, now that I'm in the media, I was one of those idiots that were writing that that Dungey was going to have some trouble adjusting to the bike. Uh, KTM hasn't had. Um, you know, a linkage suspension uh, bike in forever. It's going to take him for a long, a few races to adjust and blah, blah, blah. But I think you can see how, once again, I proved the, what a moron I am because it worked out great. Uh, don't be so modest, buddy. It, it, I, I, I got to give a lot of credit to Roger D. Yeah. Because when he speaks, people listen. Mm-hmm. And he's, he knows, you know, what needs to be done. Yeah. So, so I think that was a really good thing. You know, he, he, he's, a, he's a big asset to the team. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, you're uh, getting back to yourself. Uh, how's the health? How's everything going? Oh, hey, I got some breaking news. Actually, you know, okay, so I, we were talking about the the stroke and my yeah. injuries and stuff. Yeah. And you remember after my stroke, I ended up with the crazy eye. Yeah, crazy eye. Yeah. Well, just like last week, I had a surgery on my left eye, and it's it's when I get the patch off here at the end of the week, it's supposed to not be crazy anymore. Really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So. So that's the big news. That's the oh. big news these days. So you got a patch on right now. You're like a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> Saskatchewan pilot. A pirate. Yeah, um, you, you wouldn't believe the crap I've heard over the last week. Everybody's like, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, every joke in the book. Every uh, joke in the book. So yeah, man, you've done you've done a lot in the industry. You've done. It's really cool that all the stuff you've done and the different variations of stuff. Uh, any regrets? Any anything you wish you would have done differently? Maybe not jump no. on tabletop at sunrise, but. That for sure. That, <laughs> and and honestly, looking back, like who knows? But I I kind of wish I wouldn't have gotten fired from Chaparral. Yeah. Like I wish I wish I would have had a little more common sense and not went riding that day. Right. Right. <laughs> or or oh, I don't know. Yeah. But everything happens for a reason. I believe so. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Um. And and you're gonna get married here shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Getting married September of uh, 2013. Yeah. And. uh yeah, moving on up. Pretty, oh. pretty happy about that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Who, like I said, you didn't like dudes. Who knew? Um, I know, I know. Nobody, nobody. I was thinking, I was thinking you were the one that wanted to get in the hot tub with us naked, but that was Dave Die who said, "Let's go in the hot tub." And we said we don't have any swim shorts, and he said, "I'll oh, just hang out naked in there." And I'm like, "No," but that wasn't you. <laughs> that was Dave Die. Um, yeah, yeah, he's, still, he's a sword fighter from way back, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, man, you, you, <laughs> you ever, uh, you, you, yourself and your brother, who's working at Husky right now, uh, I just spoke to him a little while ago or text messaged with him. You guys have done a lot coming from Saskatchewan. You ever take take a look back and think to yourself, holy shit? Absolutely. Like, that's one thing that, I don't know if my parents taught me that or whatever, but they, there is, you know, once in a while where you're like, man, I'm, I'm so lucky to have gotten – Really, to, to have stumbled into this industry and 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 had so many great yeah. experiences in this job, like met some amazing people, got to see the world, just got a lot, a lot of good stuff. I I appreciate this industry and the people in it. It's, it's yeah. a good thing. Think about all the places you've traveled and all the things you've done, you know, and yeah. just coming from, you know, Saskatchewan and how many people, your buddies, no offense to them, are still there and haven't done yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And, and you just. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's still stuck in the prairies, and you know, like even my parents. I'm like, why don't you come to California for the winter? Yeah, and they're like, well, why? Like, is they, you know, it's no 
big deal to be 40 below to them. It's normal. <laughs> it's all normal. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I'm like, forget that. I ain't coming home for Christmas. Yeah, how often do you get back home? I don't do it enough. I, maybe once a year now. But Yeah, yeah. No, same with me. Like Normally, my parents would come down for about a month, a year, and then me and my brother try and get home, you know, whether it's together or not, yeah. for 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 a couple weeks every year. But it's, yeah, it's never enough. It's always nice to go home. Um, well, hey, uh, Rookie, thank you for doing the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. Uh, interesting story. Uh, great guy. And, um, yeah, I think uh, I think people will dig it. I think people will dig your, your career path here. Uh, interesting times, man. Thank you. Uh, anytime, Steve. Anything for, uh, for a member of the Dream Team. Yeah, I, I like those words, Dream Team, and me in them. That sounds cool. Because generally I say, <laughs> I say Dream Team, like to Timmy, like you and I were the dream team, and he doesn't say really anything. He just sort of nods and walks away a little bit, you know. But Chuckles, yeah. yeah, yeah. Here you are actually acknowledging it. That it was a dream team. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We were solid, all of us. <laughs> I like it, buddy. Well, hey, uh, good talking to you. Continued good luck uh, in the job, and uh, I don't know when the next time I'll see you, but uh, yeah, good times, man. Thank you. All right, you bet, Steve. Thanks for the call. I'll catch you soon. Yep. See ya. All right. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.